ladies and gentlemen, I'm Richard Kennedy, and I'm here with Nick Goslin. We're New England Social, your New England-based podcast about everything New England, from places to go, people to see, things to do, and experiences we're having. Nikki G, dude. How's it going, man? How's Been a it while. How's it going, dude? The Bandana Bandit. Is that is that one of, is that one of those uh, face those like the full neck masks you got going on there? Is that what that is? Um, yeah, I was just uh. I was just out and about, so I had this in uh, my usual mask. I usually do like a dub piece. Very good thing yeah. going on, but cool. yeah. Should we um, should we just do, should we address the elephant in the room? Should we get it out of the way? Yeah, guys. So super sorry, but also relax. Chill we out. understand it's been a while. It's okay? been a minute, and, and we're willing to own that. But you need yeah. to calm down, okay? There is. It's no... the holiday season. It was Christmas. We were doing a bunch of shopping, and all of us kind of had some big life stuff so first of all congratulations to our boy part of this trio ryan a garby um for becoming a dad first baby yeah garbarella and his beautiful wife megan are now parents and that is amazing for them um and uh you and uh you and your household have been going through some crazy yeah, so my household has also been a little bit topsy turvy. Um, my beautiful wife, Laura, uh, wife of the podcast, yeah. um, tested positive for COVID. She is a frontline uh, healthcare worker, a hero, and um, yeah, exactly, um, love her to death. And uh, she contracted the uh, virus from an exposure at work. So that was like right before Christmas. So we were kind of having to deal with that and like the whole quarantine situation. And then I had to get a bunch of tests just cause I was obviously exposed at that point. Um, yeah. And yeah, I know you had like your, your quarantine situation going on. So yeah, you could go home for the stuff. holidays. Yeah. We got some just uh, some older family members that um, have themselves been very, very quarantined and uh, you know, Christmas holiday. I mean, for everybody, the holidays are really important, but my family is blessed to get together a lot. So they all really look forward to that. And so, we quarantined pretty hard so that we could be around a few folks. Still, an extremely small uh, gathering of, of of you know far less than ten, obviously. But um, you know that, and um, unfortunately, uh, my Pee Wee football coach, um, Dan Senior, Dan Jameson, Dan uh, Dan Jameson, you know as well, his um, uh, passed away. Unfortunately, um, yeah, yeah, recently. Very sad. Which uh, my condolences stinks, to him so. and his fam. Yeah, so shout out to Coach. Um, you know, I think, you know, is is a really rare situation where you have a, a mentor in a lot of ways, a hero that um, is from your childhood. Um, he meant a ton to me. You know, really, honestly, I grew quick. Quick story. I I was born in Virginia, and in Virginia, uh, you know. You know, I, I didn't play nearly as many sports as I did in Maine, and, and there's a big reason behind that. And so my dad, you know, he was a, a incredible athlete and played football, uh, played on the line. I always, like everybody, always wanted to be like my dad. Um, you know, loved loved watching football. Never loved playing football, but but really wanted to get into it when I was a kid because um, I uh, my dad was so good at it. And who didn't want to be like their dad? And so we go to this we go to this like uh, like YMCA type center, right? Um, one day and, you know, to sign up for football. I'm so excited, right? And we do all the things. You do measurements and stuff like that. And somebody pulls my dad aside and explains to him, I can't join because I'm above the weight limit. Um, And I was crushed. I mean, embarrassed, obviously. Crushed, always been a big guy. Um, You know, I I don't like using the word struggled with my weight just because I I, I think probably one of the problems is I've always felt very comfortable in my own skin. Being a bigger guy is a very big part of my personality, I think. And and although, obviously, there are certain points where you need to to look out for your health, it's it's just how I've always felt. And that's just one of the only times in my life I can really remember feeling super embarrassed about my weight and it was it was horrible and the next year we actually end up moving up to Maine my parents make the decision to move up to Maine and I always tell them it's literally the best decision they ever made for me and my sister uh we move out to Bitterford Maine and same thing happens right I'm going to get you know to sign up for Wee football really want to play football want to be like my dad sign up or late for registration and so they just put me on a team and I show up on this team right and uh, Big Dan is there with the other coach, Coach Raj, and um, 
they are just like ecstatic. Um, they are like, you are huge. You're going to be great on the line. They were so supportive. Um, and it was such a turning point in my life because sports became something that I could be good at. And, and my size became something that was a value in football. And although I didn't, I never was the best football player. I never was like in love with playing football, the game. I was in love with what it does for um, right now, young men, right? And it really is a big part of teaching me on how to be a man, how to work as a team, how to be a leader, um, and how to work hard. And, and from a health perspective, it put me on a much, much better path than I think I was on. So Big Dan, shout out to him. He is a massive part of um, my life, uh, you know, and history. His son is a great friend of mine, somebody you've hung out with too, Nick, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he will be absolutely missed. So shout out to him, his family, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and everyone. So sad, sad, but a lot of stuff going on for us. So, <clears throat> you know, again, we are very sorry because we know you count on us. But... The fact but that also you, chill the fuck out. Yeah, the fact that you guys were rioting in the streets, writing into the government, like it just it was just a little much. I mean, we appreciate the thousands and millions of fans that we have, but you guys just need to chill, all right? It was a it was a long winter break. So we're back though. Me and Nick are on. Garby is still getting his head on straight, um, as you can imagine. And me and Nick are here to bring you a fun what I'm gonna say is like a it's gonna be a fun episode. Nick, would you call I'm gonna call it a fun episode. Yeah, so as you guys know, we recently kind of adapted our new format where we're trying to keep things a little bit more professional, maybe a little less sporty yeah. um, and more like New England geared. Yeah. Um, and this is what I'm going to call our third format <laughs> of our format short, brief career. This is hybrid format. It's going to be professional, so we got a good New England topic for you guys, but we're also going to keep it pretty loose because Garby's we're not here to rein baby. us in. So it's just the boys having some fun. Yeah, dude, we're we are we are agile, baby. We are absolutely agile. So we're 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 being iterative. We are adding on to it. I think we like the shorter episodes. <clears throat> I think we like um, being a little bit more to the point and content driven. Um, but we want to bring a little bit more banter back in. I think we miss having a little bit more banter and at the obviously being facetious with my jokes of thousands of listeners. At the end of the day, we do this because you know we like to do it, and so. That's kind of our number one concern. But, um, yeah, I will uh, jump into it. Um, just really quick, again, congratulations to uh, Garb. One qu- like one thing I was thinking about the other day, though, is would you agree that Garby is both the most mature and... Well, also the most, being the least mature. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, also the most immature person in our entire group. Yeah, I just feel like he really, I mean, every group kind of has that like wild card, quote unquote, but Garby really is the true definition of like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Um, He is just like very much on both extremes sometimes. Where... He's like somehow both Michael Scott and Toby Flenderson. Like, in, yeah, <laughs> like both in the worst and the best way possible. It's like super, super, super weird. And so I just brought that up because I'm literally sitting there when he let us know he they had their baby early. Um, so everybody knows. Um, and and I was just sitting there thinking like, wow. Ryan Garby's going to be a dad. I honestly can't think of anybody who's like more prepared to be a dad. Like somebody who I am like more confident is going to crush it. And then I'd get up and I'd walk and I'd be like, wow, Ryan Garby is going to be a fucking dad. This kid is in for a fucking show, dude. It is going to be super interesting watching him kind of grow up and, uh, as a dad and uh, raise his his now daughter. So I'm really, really excited. So just, yeah, congratulations to Garb. Shout out. Uh, he'll be back on the podcast, hopefully next episode, and we'll be talking about some of those episodes we're planning on doing here. Uh, before we do that, we're going to jump into our quick topic today, uh, which honestly I'm going to say is I like that we're doing this topic as our first topic of 2021 because it's just a very wholesome topic, and that's what we need yeah. this year, right? We need a nice batch 
of chocolate chip cookies. That's what 2021 needs to be, a nice batch of chocolate chip cookies. And so we are talking about chocolate chip cookies, which actually I did not know until this year originated in Massachusetts. Um, and so that's Yeah, I saw that on just like, it was one of those random, just like surfing Instagram and like, like a thing popped shit. up and it was like the cho- the state cookie of Massachusetts is the chocolate chip cookie. And for a diehard mass hole like myself, um, what one would consider the alpha of all cookies to be our state cookie and know that it originated in Massachusetts. I would say it's maybe the, I honestly am going to say it's a, a top three dessert personally. I don't know. Like if you were to make me say number one dessert, I think I'd have to go apple, apple crisp with ice cream, but like a chocolate chip cookie, like a warm chocolate chip cookie is a top three dessert for me, hands down. So, I, yeah. Do you not? Do you not agree? I was really expecting more of like a jumping on the bandwagon there. No, I mean I'm right there with you. I'm like, n- like I agree that apple crisp is pretty good. You know me, I'm a big ice cream guy. But yeah, I would say a chocolate chip cookie, like a warm, fresh chocolate chip cookie. Um, if that's not something that you really enjoy, then I don't know necessarily. If yeah, Carrie Kennedy would vibe very well. Pod. Yeah, Carrie Kennedy, sister of the podcast, doesn't like chocolate. It's probably her biggest flaw, to be honest. Wow. Yeah, it's harsh. I did know that, actually. Um, so the chocolate chip cookie was created by Ruth Graves Wakefield, who was born uh, in, I believe it was like East Walpole, Massachusetts. Yep, Walpole. Um, Got it. June 17th, 1903. Uh, but she really grew up in Easton, Massachusetts. Got some fun facts for you here. Um, went to... Uh, Oliver Ames High School, which is still around. Uh, colors, black and orange. Mascot, the Tigers. Wow. Like, like my hometown, Biddeford, Maine. So I'm just saying, good <laughs> good, good taste. Clearly good taste. This story's all positive, folks. I know you sometimes come here and get some controversy. Garby's not here, so the, gr- the grim parts of the story aren't here. Um, she went to the same school that Jim Craig, a member of the uh, 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. Wow, Jimmy so- Craig. Yeah. The that goalie, so- that's Russia. wild. Miracle on ice, folks. That, that, that Jim Craig. So she went to the same high school. What a powerhouse high school. Seriously, inventor of the cookie and breaker of like the soviet yeah. union stronghold on men's ice hockey yeah in the you Olympics. got r like you got ruth graves wakefield r g dubs and then you got jimmy craig that's pretty fucking badass like those are some that's some good alumni right you're there. doing something right and like honestly i think the school was like founded in 1905 so like ruth was like in its like first you know like yeah, the infancy of the school. Yeah, it's like early history of the school. So, I mean, you you like from day one, you were out there dominating, which is very impressive, very impressive. Uh, Ruth lived a pretty long life. I think she lived to like the 70s, um, which is like pretty crazy. And she created uh, what is, you know, what was famously called the Toll House Cookie or the Chocolate Chip Cookie. Um, yeah. I read on, I think it was Wikipedia, um, which I will stand by is a fantastic source for information uh, that there was a, like always like a rumor that she might have made it on accident and that she was actually trying to just like create a chocolate cookie. Um, hoping I did see that. that. Uh, hoping that the chips would melt, but mm-hmm. um, that that didn't happen. You had chocolate chip cookie. She was quoted saying that she was very intentionally trying to make a chocolate chip cookie and that it was uh, kind of she had the idea because there was like some sort of like nut cookie that they were making at the end that she yeah, a butter Yeah, buttercream cookies. And I also saw, I th- just kind of interesting, there was an article in The New Yorker that I just like perused over and um, two of the other like accidental theories were that she possibly ran out of nuts Right. And she was like, oh, I got like, I need a substitute and threw some chocolate chunks in there. And then an even more wild dark horse theory oh, was that the the mill by the um, inn, like the Toll House Inn where the cookie was created, um, shook the ground and caused a package of chocolate chips <laughs> to like fall <laughs> off of a shelf into the mix, unbeknownst to Ruth. <laughs> and... I just I thought that that was kind of amusing. An eagle yeah. soared in from outside, picked <laughs> up and shook the cookies, and said a prophecy to Ruth: "These will be the best cookies ever." Uh, that's pretty crazy. So yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's a was it? I think it was called the Toll House Inn that she like ran. And, yep, like, was correct. Her and her husband, yeah, ran the Toll House Inn, and it was like a fame. They were really famous for her their home cooking there, especially the desserts. Um, so it was definitely a well known place for those that had a sweet tooth. Right, and so um, the crazy thing about and the thought the part about the story that I really thought was interesting was. The way that these caught on was World War II comes around, right? And you have all these soldiers overseas, and people are sending them care packages via snail mail, right? Which I want to talk about, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the folks from Massachusetts, because she, and so Ruth ends up making a book, right? And so her cookie recipe kind of gets spread around, right? And so the, the, you know, folks who are at home for the Massachusetts soldiers are sending them care packages with chocolate chip cookies in them and they're like sharing their chocolate chip cookies without everybody else which like all over I want to say like is like is maybe one of the nicest acts of kindness you could do like you're out there at war and you're getting this homemade cookie and you're sharing it with your boy like that's you're you're uh, a well dude nice you're in the trenches with that's them. true I that's did. true no that's true I, and maybe there's that there's that thing but I'm just saying that's like I'm not even. I'm not even being funny here. That's like some pretty. That's some pretty good stuff. I think it's a really cool way of telling the story. And so it ends up happening as all these other soldiers write home and they're like, "Yo, you got to get me some of these Toll House cookies, yo." Like these cookies from yeah. Massachusetts yeah, are dude. off the chain. Yeah, Mass has the best cookies, and so they start calling Ruth or writing to Ruth asking for the recipe. <laughs> Ca- calling. Operator. Calling. Operator. <laughs> So, they, so everybody starts hitting Ruth up on Instagram, being like, "Yo, you gotta <laughs> drop this cookie recipe." Ruth's OnlyFans becomes public. <laughs> yeah, knowledge. Ruth creates an OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they all hit up Ruth and and are you know start making the cookies, and that's how it spreads you know uh, from the East Coast uh, West, which is pretty cool. So I thought that that was like a really really cool um, story, but it's. Just an interesting piece about Massachusetts, I think, in general. Yeah. I also one other little um, kind of like topic or not topic, but just like tidbit of info that I thought was interesting was that the chocolate chunks in it were Nestle chocolate chunks. And so like Nestle was the chocolate used to create the original chocolate chip cookie. And so it's just, I don't know, it's just like one of those, it's not just like chocolate, like Nestle chocolate is super famous. So I just thought that that was kind of cool too. Yeah, no, absolutely lit. Um that's crazy. Could you really just like closing thoughts? Can you just like imagine living in a world where the only way to no. like communicate was like mail? Like literally. Are you serious? If I don't hear back on a text in like five minutes, I'm <laughs> like, what, was, what the fuck? I was literally thinking of these soldiers in World War like two, just like you know, waiting for like mail, and I'm just like, wow, we take communication so much granted it is insane that i can just like text you at any point in time being like like literally this show we were literally supposed to record last night but because of like our communication like how easy it is to communicate and reschedule we ended up rescheduling now it's just crazy the amount of patience folks must have had but um yeah anyways any closing thoughts on the on the cookies no not really um yeah and i think that that was like obviously we generally pick these topic ideas prior to researching them um just via their new england association and so this did seem like a i thought that there would be a little more information tbh um we originally had this proposed um and so while it was cool (laughs) obviously not i'm not sure what what to do with the cookie like i don't know what we thought we were gonna find like you know what i mean that like yeah that's i don't know i expected there was gonna be like a lot of deep cut deep cut cookie stories where we were like i mean the world war ii thing is pretty cool too it's it's extremely cool but it's just it's quick like you know what i mean there's not like a lot of meat on that on those bones there um which is funny so yeah but i think it's a blessing in disguise because again like i said i think we were trying to find ways to to just reintroduce a little bit more banter and i think we're gonna have a little bit more than we will on you know you know standard um but uh we wanted to get a little give you a little bit more back and forth here as well so um wanted to jump in really quick what's to come for new england social so throwing out some ideas that um i had boiled up um here that we're going to be talking about we'd love to hear from you guys on instagram nick where can they hit us up on instagram at ne or uh sorry at ne underscore social and on twitter is at ne social too 
So hit us up on Instagram or uh, Twitter. Nick will probably do some polls with a couple of these grouped together to see what you might want to listen to the most. But we're uh, thinking about doing uh, what the fuck is a Commonwealth, uh, kind of describing the Commonwealth system, Commonwealth of Massachusetts and other Commonwealth states. Uh, why does New Hampshire have such a massive state government? New Hampshire has, I think, if not the one of the most large, ridiculously large state governments and diving into that. The Biddo, my hometown, a town that has a ton of history um, in a variety of different ways, uh, doing kind of more of a historical issue on that. Um, and then I want to, I haven't pitched this to Nick and Garb yet, so this is actually the first time Nick's hearing about this, but I want to do best beers in New England systematically. And so we'll do best beers in New Hampshire, best beers in Maine, best beers in Mass, best beers in VT, best beers in CT, best beers in Rhode Island. And then we'll pick a best beer, best beers in New England. And I think we're going to do top fives. Okay. You just heard it. He said yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, no, for sure. I do think that a lot of us are geared towards, or I shouldn't say, like a lot of us, me, you, and Garby are geared towards IPAs. So, so I don't know if we want to do categories. Well, but... so I, that's, I got a couple ideas, right? Okay, got Folks, you're getting a little peek behind the scenes how this how this little show's put together. So I'm thinking it's how one, the sausage is made. What? What? How things. the sausage is made? Is it sauce or sausage? Sausage, dude. Oh, really? I guess I thought we thought the saying was this is how the sauce is made. Like you know, secret sauce. Anyways, anyways, I have two ideas. I have two <laughs> ideas. I have two ideas. I have two ideas. Okay, one, we could invite like a beer we must know six beer aficionados we may not know one from each state but we must know six beer aficionados that we can like invite on to do the show with us right and can like help us expand a little bit there or or idea number two like you said we can force ourselves into categories right like ipa I would just think we could do IPA and non-IPA. Okay, okay, all right. You know what I mean? I like that. I like that. Okay, we'll we'll finish this offline. Um, So those are just some ideas that we're thinking. If any of those sound really, really good to you, you should absolutely hit us up on social media. Let us know what you'd like to listen to. Uh, We're going to throw those up and some more um, for a poll to just kind of get some thoughts on what you think. Um, We're going to move on to random topics. You want to go first or you want me to go first, big guy? I'll go first. I love that. Um, so my random topic that I just wanted to touch upon briefly, um, yesterday Zidane Chara announced that he is going to be leaving um, the Boston Bruins, had a very nice emotional like video tribute post. Um, and although my feelings for him you hate you hate Zidane waxed Chara. and waned over the years. Well, so I kind of came around like the last couple of years because he was always so overrated. But then I thought he swung to like the underrated Dude, side. You were hating but on Zidane just, Chara at your bachelor party this year. Yeah, I know. Well, because he sucked. He screwed <laughs> them on a game. But that doesn't mean like I'm talking about a game, like not not like his career. So very good player for the Boston Bruins was the captain since he came here and like. I think it was 2006 or 2007 and uh you know it's just been with the team he won won a cup with them in 2011 went a couple other times and you know just a, a good player and kind of kind of sad to see him go and not gonna lie just in the post that he had his phrasing made it sound like he he phrased it as the Bruins informed him that they were going to move forward with younger players so that makes me think that they didn't even offer him a contract and he went and signed with the Washington Capitals for the veteran minimum. And I just think that like for a team, the Capitals are regularly a team that the Bruins have to contend with in the Eastern Conference. And over the last, I would say, five years have regularly dominated the Bruins. And so I I think that that's going to come back to bite him a little. Yeah, and I think like this is is an unfortunate thing about sports – in this day and age, I feel like. And this isn't to say that, like, championships haven't always been the goal. Like, obviously they have been, but I just feel like there's just, like, you know, there's no more of, like, a player just retiring with your team because they should retire with your team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Zidane Char should have retired a Boston Bruin. And maybe he will, like, you know, get the get the one, they'll do the one the day, one day contract trade, or whatever. like, one-day contract. Like, I'm sure they'll do that for him. But, like, he should have legit retired 
Yeah, that's what I was really. It's it's hard for me to say that about Paul Pierce just because the trade that we made with Paul Pierce away set us up so much for with what we have now, and so I I look at that so much more as like Paul Pierce's last gift to the Celtics, right? Was being a part of this trade that gave them so much on the back end, um, and so that I look at like a little differently, but like Zdeno Chara probably should have retired, uh, uh, you know, a Bruins. I mean, Tom Brady probably should have retired. A Patriot, a Patriot. yeah. I mean, like, but I'm I mean, a hater. I'm a huge hater, but the guy is playing at a good level. He, the one thing that is, like, a shut-up rich situation right now is, like, the Bucks have not been as successful as I think they need to be for me to be like, wow, okay, Tom. But I will say, him as an individual, as a quarterback – He's put, been pretty decent. Dude, he has been pretty decent this year for a guy who's 40-something, man. I mean, like, he has been pretty decent. And I think what he's experiencing now is the difference between an organization like the Bucks and an organization like the Patriots, right? And I don't mean that in a negative way against the Bucks. I'm just saying when you're an organization that has won a lot, there there is value in that level of experience. And there's a mm-hmm. reason that you do. There's a reason beyond Tom Brady and even beyond Bill Belichick that the Patriots have won so much. I mean, there's other franchises that have won a lot in a row, and it's because they are, like, staple franchises, right? You know what I mean? It's just, it is what it is. So, um, I just, I, that's another example. And Boston just seems to have this, you know, pressure of, like, you need to win today every single day, right? Yeah. Which, Which I'm a like part of like putting the... pressure there. Yeah. I mean, especially over the course of the last, like, two decades or so, um, just a lot of a lot of winning in the city. So yeah, hundred percent. And and in the past, like you know what I mean. And yeah. In the past, like it's just that's the thing. It's like the Celtics have always been, you know, electric. You know, teams. I mean, I I think the obviously the rest of the teams have really been much more about like Boston hasn't become title town until the two thousands, right? Like you know what I mean. Like that. But there, yeah, yeah. there was winning. There was so. winning. That was mostly the Celtics, and you know, for for the most part, um. But yeah, that's a good that's a good topic. Char, where does Char yeah, fall? Yeah, sad to see him go. Where does Char fall on all time defenders for you? I can't. I don't know hockey enough for that. But oof. See, I don't know if I can really speak to like all time type of defenseman. I mean, when you're talking like purely defense, he was just pr- so good because of how big he was. Like the reach that he had was insane. I, fastest so. slap shot of all time, right? I think it got surpassed in one of the most recent years, but he did hold a record for a little bit. Yeah. So, um, over a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very much. Um, so, but yeah, definitely. Um, it's going to be like an end of an era and it's going to be super weird. And I think the Bruins as much as weird as it is to say, I think that like you wouldn't think that losing like a, and people forget to Chara in and of himself is 43. Like he is like he's Tom old. Brady in that yeah, sense, he, yeah, and he's, he's old. one could argue that hockey, playing almost every night in the amount of minutes that he plays, is might be more physically demanding than like what Tom Brady is doing. It's definitely close. Um, it's definitely, I think, the demand is a lot more consistent. I would say, per like personal opinion. Um, yeah, I just think football players. It's just it's a game where you're literally going head to head, and like there's just something different about like running at each other um, as opposed to alongside each other. But I, I, I will say hockey is a physically tasking sport. It's very, it's 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 weird that nobody talks about how Chara is still playing at a. Like you said, like at a level where I think the veteran minimum makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? A fairly competent yeah. level. Yeah. It like, makes sense to have him on it, your team. It makes sense. Especially for like, especially because I just think people overlook the value of having somebody of that level of experience on your team too. Like that's, yeah. like I wish, I wish they like looked at doing player coach stuff more in the league, man. Like why not like let some of these guys who clearly love the game this much like transition into like you know, player coach kind of situations. Um, not necessarily head coach, but I don't know. It just, it, it feels like a missed opportunity. I'm sure that there's there's reasons behind that. But um, really good topic, Nick. Wow, he really brought the thunder with that one. Um, mine is like a, not nearly as good, but we'll jump into it. Anything else to comment on Big Big Z? Now nah, let's hit your topic. Um, okay, so I'm in the grocery store this morning. And okay, I first, first disclaimer out there. Very fortunate 
so far from the pandemic. I'm in a job with what I would call very great company in a really good position. And I'm very blessed to, to be in a situation where I haven't needed to worry about finance and stuff like that and, 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 and whatnot. So I just want to put all that out there. Obviously, the perspective is coming from a very blessed point of view. So I want to put that out there. And then to, you know, I realize that there's obviously a lot of struggles out there. But I'm in, so I'm in the grocery store, okay? And I go to this market basket. It's the market basket here in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. There's two of them. Well, there's one that's technically in Newington. So this is the one that's on Lafayette Road. And, you know, a lot of great people there. But I, it's just, it's an experience that I have grown to just like deal with as opposed to love. Um, I, I, when I ask where something is, I love it when somebody brings me there so I don't need to spend time in the aisle looking for it. I understand that they're doing something. It's probably not super efficient, but you know, okay. So I've, I got over that, right? Um, they also put like, I feel like sometimes meat out that's just a little too close to the date personally. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have a couple of times where I've like literally, you know, whatever, but it's super cheap there. And like all in all, people are very nice. It's very close. It's a very, it's a very good spot. But there is one thing that they do that drives me insane. Okay, I feel like and I don't go to a lot of other grocery stores, so I could be wrong, but I feel like they are very strict on the paper product limits to a point that it it drives me insane. They have these massive walls of 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 paper towels, massive walls of toilet paper. Okay, and they have the limits there as like one per customer. And I'm like, why one? Why not? Five. Like, I mean, you don't want people running out here with I get carts of stuff. I completely understand. But like, so when you say one, do you mean a single literally, roll or yeah. a pack? So literally the single. So that's the other part that doesn't make any sense, right? You go down the aisle, you have a two pack of big rolls and it's a limit one. You go, you go to the paper towels. It's a limit. It's a limit of like, I think, I think it's either one or two, maybe it's two. So that's what it is. So you can't get like more than two rolls of paper towels. Okay. And, and it's, it, it's literally infuriating because here's the problem. They always have them, right? I go back and they always have them. So you're just Could making... you argue that they have them though because said limit is being instituted? So, so maybe, but I'm They're just, maintaining their I'm, stock. I'm just saying you de they are never out and they are never low. They always have full stock. And I live right down the road. So here's my thing. Why are we not experimenting with slightly higher numbers? Because this is the unsafe part. Every time I go in there, you're bringing in a new rich who's been exposed to a whole new bunch of people, right? And this is the same for everybody in there. So you're making me go back to your store multiple times and therefore putting everybody at risk more than you need to. Buying in bulk right now is a safer option. It's a safer option. Buy in bulk as much as you can. So you don't need to go to the store. That is a way that we can like limit the amount of exposure without going crazy is buy in bulk. Yeah, sure, maybe I would only buy you know, a, a two pack of big rolls of paper towels, but like, I'm going to buy three or four, you know, limited. That's fine. Nobody needs to roll out. So, okay. So I'm not at the park. I can't, I can't get behind. I can't get behind you on this Disagree just because me. let me, I'm just going to interject. Ahead. I just think that if you want that bigger bulk of stuff, like I would not suggest going to your friendly neighborhood grocery store for those things. Like you need to make a trip to a Target and get a six pack or a twelve pack, Bullshit. and that's just that is what it is. Or Bullshit. order online. Order online. You could do Bullshit. Target online. I can't, I Curbside can't, pickup. Bullshit. Companies can't sit there and ask and ask for business and then tell me when my business is conditionally. Like you know what I mean? That's no. That's bullshit. If you want my business, like I, I, it's COVID. I'm not trying to go to multiple stores. Right? Well, exactly. They got so, your business. Okay. So my whole thing is then fine. So if you're telling me that, then I'm like, great. I'm just going to go somewhere. I'll just go somewhere where I don't need to, that I don't need to come to your store. And then you lose my business altogether. Right. Which, but like, you haven't done that. I haven't done that yet. That's why I'm just telling you, <laughs> I'm getting to the point where I'm about to pull that trigger and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And so just okay. because I haven't done it yet, doesn't make it right. That's my whole point. Just because, <laughs> just because you do me dirty and I'm letting you do me dirty doesn't make it right okay so again i put the disclaimer out there i get it it's a pandemic you have the limits there for a reason that's okay it frustrates me it doesn't make sense i think i can argue against it but okay this is where you cross the line and it's not cool they have an advertisement on the end cap for those who don't know an end cap for those who didn't work retail it's literally the end of an aisle where you advertise like usually a dealer or special they're called end caps 
that on an end cap, they have a toilet paper advertisement, okay? It's a pack of four rolls of toilet paper and it says two for $5. So I grabbed two of them. No limit sign. No limit sign there. I could have grabbed, you ask me, I could have grabbed 20 of those motherfuckers. I didn't because I'm sitting here and I, in my heart of hearts, I agree with you. I shouldn't take more than I need, but like, you know, I still wish I could. I'm just saying. I, I just say, I wish I could. And I think that there's a case for me to take more than one toilet paper roll, but like, I get it. I understand. Okay. So I, I, I take two of them. I get in line. All right. And I put, I put the rotate powers in there and the girl goes, Oh, sorry. I think these are one per customer. And I'm like, ma'am, you're advertising them for two for $5 right there. Right. And she, and she goes, yeah, but I think it's one per customer. I'm like, there's no, there's not a limit sign. There's no limit sign. And she's like, okay. So do you still get, do you still get the deal of two for five? Like, did she give you one for two fifty, or was it like one for $3? That's beyond the point right now. I don't care about the deal. I care about getting eight rolls of toilet paper. So I don't need to get more. Right. And so I, she calls the manager over. Okay. Manager comes over and I, she goes, Hey, aren't these At this like, point you're causing a scene. Oh I'm, yeah. Okay. And wait till you hear. So this is how I have validation. This is how I have validation. So I'm sitting there, the manager comes over and he goes, yeah, man, sorry, it's, it's two for five. I'm like, sir, you're advertising two for five right there. There is no limit sign on that cap. I'm sorry. Like that's misleading. And he goes, yeah. I, he goes, it's the rules, man. I'm like, the, I'm like, you need to do, I'm like, you should take that then sign change down. change the sign. I was change willing to walk out of there with just four rolls of toilet paper. I'll put that. I'm like, then you should change that sign because that's not right is what I told him. And I don't feel bad about that. And the woman behind me said, I agree. That's not right. You can't put a sign like that up and then limit him to two, limit him to two. If I came up with four packs, right? And so 16 rolls total, I would agree with him. And I'd say, okay, yes, it's a pandemic. Get over it, Rich. Right? Like, you know, get get over yourself. But you're literally advertising a two for five. You know what I'm saying? And so I had a moment. I had to get it out. This is my So you place. got two four packs of toilet paper? Right. And you wanted to get four? I would have gotten four. Yeah, sure. You don't need four four packs, though. I'm eventually going to need four. I yeah, dude. I wouldn't. Okay, I wanted to, but I wouldn't have. Okay, I would not have because of the reason you're saying. Right? And so, I again, I agree with all this. It makes me a little angry. I wish we were doing math a little bit more because I'm not convinced we have the numbers right. I think we're just slapping a number on the limit. I don't think we're actually looking at the data. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're looking at the data. I mean, you just – I would say that, like, it's tough because you don't know, like, how often they're able to obtain said supplies. So maybe they, like, know that they have what they have in stock and they're going to be able to get another order in in, like, the end of January. And so they're like, we need to make sure that this lasts. And people come here to get toilet paper and wind up getting like maybe one, two other items. But if they have to go somewhere else for toilet paper, do they then just get those items somewhere else? So while you argued that that might cause you to move somewhere else, them, like, I think that that's like, uh, while it's not like right, obviously too, it's like a smart ploy because at, you know what I mean? Like toilet paper. Yes. Sometimes you get like you know, you're being responsible, you do your errands, you get like a big pack or whatever. But like other times you come home after work and you're like, oh shit, I don't have anything. Like I'm not going to get in my car and drive to Target. I'm going to walk to like the 7-Eleven that's at the end of our street. Yeah, but, our, but like paper towels are technically a luxury. Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't need paper towels. Toilet paper you need. Paper towels you yeah, do not true. need. You do not need paper towels. And so you know what you need? You need like meat, chicken, beef, like all that stuff. There's no limit on that stuff. Right, you know what I'm saying? It just uh, that's that's what I'm saying, and so wow. I, again, I'm not, I'm just not convinced. That so everyone, we just found out Rich is a Karen. I'm not convinced. I know. I that's and that's like honestly why I brought it up here is I'm in my car. I'm in my car. This is exactly why I brought it up. I'm in my car, like steaming about this, even though I got my way. Even though I got my way. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst part. I'm steaming about this, even though I got my way. On the way home, and I sit in my car, and I'm like, oh, my Lord. Like, I just, like, went to one of my best friend's dad's wakes. You know? Like, geez. There are people who are only going to get $600 of relief that need, like, 10 k A lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And should be getting more. 
Like, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I have a family member right now dealing with some, you know, some some mental health issues and, and, and whatnot, and, and they're, they're completely fine. They're fine. But, you know, it's it's a tough time for them. Um, and and like just to just to reiterate, like COVID has put a lot of businesses and a lot of people in a really hard spot. And I'm over here fucking flipping out about paper towels and toilet paper. And so it put it in perspective that, again, we're sorry we were uh, we were late on the episodes. Um, and, you know, in general, I know that this is a tough time for everyone um for a lot of reasons but i think it's also a time where we need to be counting our blessings and we need to keep positive for 2021 i think we're going to hopefully have a great year here um we got a new garby in the world so i mean (laughs) watch the hell out and yeah Mm. i don't even think we said her name eliza ruth Garbarella Ruth Garby. Think. That's right. <laughs> Garbarella Ruth Garbina so, Eliza Garby. So thank you for listening to my rant. But again, oh, it was it, it, there with purpose um, for sure. Um, wrapping up with questions. Nick, why don't you go first? So my question for you, Rich, um, was that you obviously like recently we've discussed it a lot. You just purchased your house up in Portsmouth. Um, and I think you can appreciate this also. Like when me and Laura bought our condo, one of my goals was to just like become more handy yeah. to be able to do things like around here that I could fix and I could learn. Right. And like slowly but surely, I feel like I've become to like a, a moderate handy level here. Cool. Um, done done some things. Um, and so I wanted to ask, in like the coming year, what is a project you have at your house that you're either going to like fix or change or like whether it's i don't know do something about one of your rooms or the backyard or like something house related what's a project you got going um it changes literally daily it changes literally daily like one day i'll be like i'm gonna legit finish my basement because i'm like thinking if i could legit finish my basement it could be really nice and you could probably put another room down there and make it a three-bedroom house so that is like definitely something that I've thought about, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, that's an expensive project. I would love to build an outdoor kitchen, but that's super impractical in, um, you know, like New England. Like, it's not impractical in New England if you like are in a position where you can have, like, where you can have that. I'm like in a position where it's like, if I can't use that for literally four months out of the year, I probably should think about something else that's going to add value to my house. But like, that's probably what I would enjoy the most. Um, you know, and it, the other thing is like, it would be really good to do that if I was ever building a house, because then you can kind of do it the right way. There would probably need to be a lot of adjustments to my current outdoor situation to like make that happen. But I would love to put like some sort of like, dude, I bet you honestly, it wouldn't be like well, it would I obviously be very like, I don't like, do like the kitchen tacky, is just though. like right on the other side of the patio wall. So I feel like while it, it would be very extensive, it's not like like I feel like you you must have like access to plumbing like right there. So there should be some way. Well, the, which, I mean the basement's like, right there too. So yeah, I mean like definitely definitely yeah, absolutely. And I, and you don't need like a ton. It's doable. Of- yeah, you don't even need like a ton. I, I I think out there like I'm not even sure you really need like a sink and whatnot. But um, it it it's just it would be a lot. What I was thinking about the other day is renovating my garage into a kitchen slash gym. So mm. that's kind of like my flavor of the week that I've been thinking through because I I would love a space. I cook for those. Who, I mean, for those who are like, I guess, new to the podcast, this episode, um, crazy episode to join. But you know, I, I do a lot. I, I do a lot of barbecue. I smoke a lot of um, smoke a lot of barbecue. I have a Yoder smoker YS six forty S, and it is just a big hobby of mine. And so I, I make a lot of barbecue, and so I'd love to have like a kitchen there. I'd love to. Like, you know how my house, you go through my, like, little sunroom area, and then you can go to my backyard. I'd love to put a door right there in the garage so I can just bring the smoker in and out. Um, And so that would be awesome. So that's another thought because I don't love putting my car in the garage unless it's for snow. I like just having it out in the driveway. Um, Just, like, less steps, I guess. So that's my my other other thing. You got any projects, like, in the hopper? Um... Not really that I can, like, think of off the top of my head. Um, I think we're just going to put in, like, a new 
maybe new kitchen faucet or like a shower head too but those aren't those aren't super major yeah okay um all right what's your question for me my question and i think my disclaimer is i don't think i'll be answering it if you throw it back at me so like that's why it's my question you have to answer it but i don't necessarily have to answer it um situation okay okay yeah, I think you and your you and your wife are probably going to land somewhere between Portsmouth and, and 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 somewhere in southern Maine. I know you think Portsmouth, no matter what, but that's my prediction. Let's just say I'm Biddeford. That's what I'm saying, Biddeford, right? Let's just say, okay, and let's just say Garby's having kids before yourself and myself, and so like you know, a couple of years, you and Laura have some kids or whatever. Maybe Garbarella's old enough to babysit those kids, right? And so you you and Garbarella, Eliza, <laughs> I should call her by her real name. <laughs> Garbina. What's the <laughs> you, difference? You and Garbina. <laughs> All right. You guys, you guys build a good, you know, a, you know, uncle niece, you know, relationship. All right. Okay. And she's she's sixteen. You get a call one night. She's wasted at a high school party and needs a ride and is too afraid to call Garby because there's a part of me that thinks Garby's gonna grow up to be a stiff of a dad. Like he'll be a great dad, he'll be a fantastic oh, dad. Oh yeah. But Garby I can see that. Garby can be a worrier. Like Garby can like I I'm probably the biggest worrier. I'm probably the biggest worrier out of all of us. But Garby, like, when he stresses about something, he can stress. And I can see his like baby girl being something he stresses about. So So do they do they live in Bangor still at this point? Um, no. So that's the other thing. They're older, they decide you know, they've been up by Garby's parents for a while. They want to try to live near Megan's parents. And so you're in Biddeford, Portsmouth area. They're in, well, Sanford area. So you're within driving distance. You you obviously go and pick her up. That's not even the question. The real yeah. question is... I don't tell Garby. You don't tell Garby, right, dude? You do no, not I tell do. Garby. No. You do not tell Garby. I mean, I'm ex- I'm expecting the next couple babysitting gigs to be like free. Hundred but... percent free. Yeah. 100% yeah. Free. No, I don't tell Garby because that's like I mean we've all had that situation and it's like you can st- that doesn't like you need that. That's not an outlet. indictment on your character. Yeah, you need that like sometimes outlet. you're like ah I messed up. I need someone that's going to be like no judgment. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, no questions you asked need, for sure. You need to you she like she's gonna need that outlet of safety of like, hey, I fucked up, like I'm wasted. Maybe I tell my parents, maybe I don't. But like I need like somebody I can call and I don't even need to think about that right now. I would probably tell Meg, but I would not tell Garby. <sighs> Meg would definitely take it better. I feel like I would I just be like, like, hey, just to let you know. Because I otherwise I'd be like worried that Garby would like see me when I'm like bringing her home, and I'd be like, "Yo, I'm gonna drop Garbina off around back. Just sneak her inside. Don't don't tell Dad. No, no one's the wiser." I'd sit her down. I'd be like, "Garbarella." I would I would let her know too. I'd be like, "Hey, like I'm no, always I'd here for you, but maybe you know." I'd what, have a chat. What I'd led say, us to this point? Yeah, I'd say, "Listen, we all know you're going to UNH. Like, you know, <laughs> you know." Uh, Wildcats. You know, uh, yeah, you know, you'll have time. You'll have time to do this stuff. Maybe just like you know, keep your nose in a book for a while. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, cool. Good question. I like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Good question. Um, cool, man. You you uh, watching anything? What were you drinking, by the way, today? Didn't even do drinks. So I uh, like I got to go to the grocery store real quick after this. So I kept it light. I'm drinking. What is my favorite light beer? Um, a fine Pilsner, triple hops brewed Miller Light. Loves the Miller um, You can find it at any like gas station or store that sells beer. Um, I'm drinking a can right now. Prefer a nice bottle though, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I am. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, I am drinking a. Uh, Let's take a sip. I'm drinking a mysterious haze uh, from Smutty Nose Brewery. Great deal at Smutty Nose. Um, was able to get a half barrel keg for like a hundred bucks, which was sick. So uh, pretty pumped about that. Not sure I'm gonna like finish it all before it goes bad, but we'll see. So yeah, that's good. You watching anything good? Playing anything good? Listening to anything good? Um, I did just recently watch two shows. Um. With my wife, we watched – both of them were on HBO Max, um, The Undoing, 
with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Um, that was like a mini series that I yeah. thought was I excellent. That was, that, um, that was really good. And then we actually just watched um, The Flight Attendant with Kaylee Cuco or Cuco. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure ex- how to exactly pronounce her last name, but the main actress from The Big Bang Theory. And I actually do have to admit that was pretty good as well. Um, I thought it was going to be like a little bit more goofier than it actually was, but it was a, it was a good show. So um, I would definitely recommend checking those out if you guys are – you know, looking for some some content to watch. Both are mini series. I think both are the Undoing might be six episodes and the Flight Attendant might be eight, um, but both like one season hour episodes. So not yeah. bad. Word. What um, about you? I am pumped. Uh, Cobra Kai season three comes out. I think at tonight at midnight Ooh. or tomorrow. Yeah. And honestly, I have to build my shelf for my uh, air uh, like sunroom area. I'm gonna like answer some emails so i don't hate myself on monday um and i'm gonna clean my house do my laundry and then i think i'm gonna try to get all of that done i'm gonna cook something on the old yoder and i'm just gonna watch a shit ton of karate kid just to like nice. wrap up vacation um the right way i'm also pumped that we have like new year's today you know or new year's eve new year's tomorrow and then we have like what saturday and sunday which is lit and so i'm trying to like get myself good so i can just like really enjoy saturday have the worst sunday scaries ever and um roll into 2021 kicking it so cool yeah lit um also new england social now has a discord channel mostly centered around uh video games so if you are a gamer in the new england area or you just have an affinity for new england or you just listen to this podcast and play a lot of video games you should totally hit us up um you can just direct message me agent 1627 that's agent 1627 hashtag 7902 again hashtag 7902 you will need that to add me as a friend and message me uh, but if you'd like to get added to that it's just a bunch of people who sit play some Fortnite, play some call of duty some among us uh, starcraft starcraft some left for dead um, and then li- literally whatever you want there's a board game chat channel there um and yeah it's growing it's pretty it's pretty awesome so if you that's something you're interested in hit us up on instagram or hit me up directly again that's agent 1627 hashtag 7902 um nick where can they find us so again instagram at ne underscore social twitter is at ne social too um we're going to be throwing out some polls for those future episodes so keep uh keep checking out for those and then my personal account is at sun underscore of underscore ray 24 and you can find me at kennedy 1627 on instagram um Oh, you can I, find our boy Ryan A. Garby. That's Ryan A. G. A. R. B as in boy E on Instagram. And Rich, what does the A stand for today? The A stands for Atomic. This is uh, nice. I'm, I'm Richard Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Gosling. We're New England Social. Thanks for listening. Peace. Later. Later.